This is a download from MFR. The Ross County Fan Zone on MFR with Ian Ald. Hello and welcome to the final Ross County Fan Zone of the season. On this week's show, we'll be joined by County midfielder Paul Lawson as we look ahead to Sunday's Highland Derby. And since it's the end of the season, we'll hand out some awards as well. All in the company of two county supporters, John Maxwell and Scott Taylor, who I'm very pleased to say with the awards ceremony at the end of the show. They've dressed up in style. They've got the tuxedos on today as well. Nice of you to make the effort, guys. Close enough. Yeah, just about. Uh, you, do, you always do look very smart. Yeah, you come from straight from work as well, so I dress like this every day. <laughs> yeah, you do look very smart. I'm, I'm just saying, I'm playing your compliment. A bit underdressed, yeah. yeah, yeah. Paul was <laughs> Paul, Paul to the right hand side. He's just got the hoodie on, the jeans. Come on, eh? Could, <laughs> I, I, I could have told you. Look, uh, <laughs> Ross County fans have got standards to maintain, don't we? <laughs> yes. No. Oh, right, here we go. Level is started already, is it? Yeah, Paul Lawson with us as well. Paul. Uh, We'll talk to the guys in a minute about the Highland Derby. They're looking forward to it. I imagine I can see it in their eyes. Uh, how are the players uh, looking forward to this week's uh, final game in the final Highland Derby of the season? Yeah, uh, as always, you know, a derby's a, a big game for us and uh, we're really, really looking forward to it. But obviously, we'd have preferred going in having to, to fight for the, the European slot, but it wasn't to be. But, um, you know, we've got to uh, do our best to win the game and go out on a high. Yeah, you can still finish uh, fourth in the SPL and in a kind of freaky way if St Johnston lose um, at home to Motherwell and you beat Cali Thistle you finish fourth and Cali Thistle could get Europe as well so it could be a kind of double celebration yeah I suppose it is and uh, people going about the, the Highlands in general it would be a, a double celebration for that but uh, we're just concentrating on ourselves at the moment guys you're looking forward to it, um, especially, well, maybe not so much after losing to Motherwell because it would be nice to, you know, have uh, both sides fighting for a European place on Sunday. Uh, Cali Thistle are still going for that Europa League spot. Scott, are you keen on putting a spanner in the works? Yeah, hopefully. Um, obviously, um, beating Cali this season has been a, a bit hopefully, of a struggle. Hopefully, no, you, yeah, of course has been, you have. It's been a bit of a struggle to achieve. Um, I mean, the last time we failed to beat Cali um, over the course of the season was back in 96 97 uh, in the third division um, when Cali did the clean sweep against us so I mean, hopefully we'll be able to make amends on Sunday and get a result against them whether that has any effect on Cali's getting, achievements of getting into Europe you know we'll just have to see it's it's my, it's my thing we don't, I mean, we don't want to you know look at the issue too much or look at how it might affect Cali Thistle but like Paul says, you just kind of concentrate on your own, and I think I'd rather, you know, I'd rather take fourth place than you know just having denying Cali a place in Europe. I think you look at the financial rewards as well between finishing fourth and fifth, and <clears throat> if results don't go our way, we could end up finishing sixth. You know, it's uh, if Dundee United beat Celtic at the weekend, so it's kind of there's still there's still a lot to play for um, for four teams really. So it's, I think it has probably taken the edge off after the Motherwell result, but yeah, still looking forward to it. John, we'll, we'll talk about highlights of this season uh, later on in the show. There's been tons of, of highlights uh, for Ross County. Uh, speaking to the, the opposition camp uh, a few moments ago in the Cali Thistle fan zone, a lot of their highlights uh, featured Ross County, of course, because they have had the upper hand in the derby so far this season. Um, you'd be nice, you'd like to go out, with a, go out in style, go out with a bang. 
and end the season beating your rivals you're asking me to talk I thought I was just here to sit and watch Paul for half an hour <laughs> <laughs> no it, it, would, it would be good the, the, the County Cali games have been good already this season there has been some decent quality in the matches uh, Russ County do deserve a, a, a good result out of them out of the balance of play I think um, I, 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 I think for Ross County it's uh, it should be a cause for celebration because it's been a it's been a a good a, a better than average season but by any stretch of the imagination so uh, the players should just enjoy the match I think try and get one over the rivals and and the county fans should should appreciate where we are at the end of the season as well and, and just just enjoy the occasion because um, I, th- I think the most of Scotland will be watching. Um, watching what goes on in, in the match, it's on Sky Sports as well. Um, I, I, uh, other televised games between the two teams have been crackers. They really have. Um, uh, I can't really complain about the outcome. Paul, um, you'll be involved in the game on on Saturday hopefully. as well. <laughs> yes, hopefully. <laughs> yes. Hi. Um, the derbies this season, as I said, you know, have gone the way of Cali Thistle. They've been very tight as well. What have they been like to, to play in? Uh, the couple I've played in have been very good. I was fortunate enough to score in one. Uh, unfortunately, it doesn't count for anything when you get beat. But um, they're great occasions, you know. It's a, it's a derby, um, and with both both teams doing so well, um, it makes it even better. Uh, I've had great support um, with the away games. You know, we've had a, a great backing from our fans and, and the home games as well. So. Um, Something we want to go out on a high. We've had a great season, and it was I said a few weeks back. You don't want it to peter out, you know. And um, the defeat last week was disappointing, so we want to finish on a high. The support has been good. You, you have mentioned that uh, before the show as well. Um, I, I'm assuming it'll be near enough at a full house on Saturday, but uh, Sunday. I keep forgetting it's uh, it's a Sunday. Um, the atmosphere will be electric. Um, that will come into you know your your play your mind as well because you're playing in front of a full house. Uh, the Ross County supporters will be wanting you to win, gearing you on, uh, spurring you on to hopefully beat your rivals as well. They'll bring a, a full um, house as well. I think they're almost sold out their allocation as well. So it's all set for a for a cracker. Yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, sometimes I don't think the, the fans realise the the part they can play um, by getting right behind the boys. Um, and a full house at, at Dingwall's great. You know, it's a, a tight wee ground and. Um, we've got all the fans behind us you know it's a, it's a great boost for the lads Scott you've been uh, vocal in the last couple of weeks about uh, <laughs> Boo Boys and the, and the crowd as well and you're, you're always uh, pro pro the team um, Cali Thistle supporters as I mentioned will be travelling in their numbers potentially beach balls and all the like as well <laughs> yeah. but you'll just be looking to noise them up as well Ah, you just want to noise them up really um, I mean there is a lot of talk about it being a friend, friendly rivalry but let's face it I think there are there is a bit of animosity between both sets of supporters. There's no denying that. So, you know, whatever happens, if you know, if, if County get the results, you know, if we do beat Cali and St Johnston slip up, you know, I think that's like I say, you can only concentrate on your own uh, performance and hopefully get the win. But yeah, it's it's, it's shaping up to be be a cracker on Sunday. Let's talk about the the game itself then. Um, an interesting midfield battle then Paul you'll be involved in that battle uh, Richie, hopefully he says yeah, Richie, hopefully, yes. <laughs> Richie Foran and then Ross Straper are out for Cali Thistle 
sad news obviously on Sunday with Richard Britton uh, suffering an injury at Fir Park as well he's going to be out uh, uh, for, for Ross County and indeed until pre-season uh, how do you see the, the midfield battle shaping up because it sometimes is uh, crucial in Derby's John well, uh, I, th- I think in recent matches you've been able to predict what, what, how the midfields are going to set up. But in all honesty, I don't have a clue, especially in the Cali Thistle team. Um, I, there's a suggestion that, that, that Graeme Shinney might come into midfield and then Charlie Taylor goes in, into left back. Um, I think we'll see Stuart Kettlewell finally back into the, into the county team on Sunday. Um, Jimmy Scott might be next to him, but that means that filling in... Uh, at left midfield so um, he, either Derek Adams goes with two strikers or he plays maybe Alex Cooper in the wide left I, I don't know um, which would, I don't think there's a right or wrong in that instance because we, we don't know how Cali Thistle are going to set up themselves really um, it's I, I've no idea in all honesty how it's going to go it's um, an interesting one yeah the, and, and the, the general pattern of the matches in the past have been that that um, the Cali Thistle have set up a wall of muscle and bulk in the middle of the park and Ross County um, generally haven't come across that in other teams and I, th- I, th- I think that's helped Cali Thistle uh, quite quite a lot um, Richie Foran dropped back into midfield um, for the for the last derby in particular and be- between him and Tudor Jones in the middle and Ross Draper sort of tucked in from the right um, it was it was almost Thyssenot past uh, we, we all know that Ian Vagers drifts in off the flank so so gracefully and he, he combines with Ivan Sprell quite well and the two of them together didn't really get get into the match very much last time um, uh, I think this time round with only Tudor Jones as as, as, as the as the big guy in midfield I think County could get a lot more um, space to play but it's a shame that, 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 that Quinn and uh, Britton are out Yeah we're, we are expecting Owen Tudor Jones to come into that Cali Thistle midfield Paul you'll be up against the Cali Thistle midfield on Sunday. What are you expecting from them? A kind of big physical battle? Yeah, I mean, typical derby, I suppose. But um, then you've got a likes uh, Andrew Shinney. You know, he'll he sort of doesn't quite plays that number ten role, so to speak. You know, he drops off, and uh, he's a very important player for them. So, you know, we'll have to keep an eye on him as well. Um, but you know, as boys say, you know, you just don't know what what team they'll put out. You know, the big players missing for them which can be a boost but then obviously you've got players coming in who will be uh, looking to do well Of course both managers will be uh, keen to try and trick each other and also we must mention as well uh, good news in the sense that uh, Richard Britton's injury isn't as bad as first feared Ah well yeah as it's, it's, it's good news can be you know mm-hmm. um, but yeah it's, I mean um, he's, he's hobbling about um, which is a good thing he's not on crutches or anything so um, and he said though they hopes to be back for pre-season which is it's a great boost for everyone Yes it, it sure is um, Richard Britton obviously out as well as Rocco Quinn as John mentioned there uh, Scott how do you see this one going then? Uh, <laughs> I think I've said before in the past it's going to be cagey affairs and just it's they've all been decided by the one goal so it's, it's hard to, it's very hard to predict um, especially with it being the end of the season, uh, yeah, you put me on the spot. I just because I, I absolutely hate predictions. I don't. I've got one prediction right. The closest I came was the Scottish Cup game where I said we'd win three two. And have you always hold. said we'll win though. Sorry, have you always said we'll win? Um, I think you go the other way. Generally, but that's just more. You, you kind of as, as the season goes on, you think, oh, we're due a win. Yeah. We're, you know, we're due a win this one. Then it doesn't happen and. 
we're due a win. So, my predictions are as equally as bad because every derby, before every derby this season, I've said to people in the office, Ross County are going to win this derby. Mm-hmm. Ross County are going to win this derby. Yeah, we, we were favourites. I think, I think Ross County the, are going to win this derby on Saturday. Yeah, we were, Sunday. We were, <laughs> we were favourites for the first game um, on the Friday night. Um, I think Cali just started to kind of find form at that stage. We were kind of plodding away. We'd you know we'd come we'd settled into the SPL. It was obviously going to be quite a change from the first division. Um, but after that game, um, Cali went on the run and um, they they haven't looked back really, to be honest. And um, but in terms of Cindy's game, I just I can't predict the winner. It's it's too close. Are we looking at a another Dingwall draw, John? I hope not. No, I, I I'm confident Kenty will win this. Um, this season, I, I think I'm right in saying that Kenty haven't scored a goal against Cali Thistle from inside the box. It's all it's all been screamers. Uh, like 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 Paul's in the in the last match, um, so I I, th- I think with getting g- getting quality delivery in the box will be important because um although Chris Hogg's done okay for Cali Thistle when he's come back I'm not entirely convinced that he's he's a hundred percent yet in his game so I think I think Will Fart could could maybe uh, nab a goal uh, I think Kenty will win two one. Probably unfair to, to ask you for a prediction, Paul. Yeah. We'll move on and, and talk about the season in, in general. Uh, I think I spoke to you in the first, before the first game of the season, and you know if you if I'd asked you then, if I told you then that uh, Ross County would be with two games to go, challenging for a place in, in Europe, you, you might have, you know, uh, phoned the, the guys in the, the white coats. Yeah, I think uh, start of the year everyone would have been happy with eleventh. You know, it's first year up. Um, we just wanted to make a good account of ourselves, you know, and, and make sure we stayed in the league. But as the season's progressed, the boys have progressed. Um, we went on a, a great 12-game 12 on, 12 unbeaten run, I think it was, um, that, that pushed us right up the table. And, um, it's one of those things you you would have laughed at the start of the season, but when you get so close to the European place, you know the, the disappointment's not any, any easier, you know. Has it been a, a highlight for you this season? There's been a couple, really, well, many highlights. I, but for I, you. I, I didn't. Uh, I enjoyed my goal in the derby. Um, it was it was special, probably one of my best. So that was enjoyable. Unfortunately, it didn't get us any points that day. But um, I think in in general, um, the just for the whole club, what we've done this year has been been great. Guys, a, a highlight for you this season, Scott. Um, well you were asking on Twitter about the moment of the season and um, I suppose if you're going to look at a point where I think things kind of turned round for me, I think John will agree he'd have gone slightly earlier in the season but I think it was the the Friday game against Dundee with Paul's was it over the line or not goal? It was definitely Well, watching the game I mean, we um, I went over to a mate's house and uh, we got the carry-outs in and uh, watched the game I think it was like 10 o'clock was it on BBC, BBC Alba? Alba yeah. so, but for me as soon as it came off the bar and went down for me it was over the line but I think in that, that game in general I think um, there was if, if Dundee had won that would have closed the gap on us but the fact that we got the win I think it just put us that far ahead of Dundee that really I think it alleviated the pressure of you know fighting for survival really because obviously going into this season second bottom was the <laughs> the main aim and obviously as the season's gone on we've kind of had other targets as you kind of progress up the table so for me uh, 
yeah, the, the the Dundee game on the Friday night, um, that 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 for me was probably the the turning the turning point of the season. Do you want a highlight for you? Um, well, I'll go back to my birthday, which was um, Paul Lawson's first game back, first start uh, against St Mirren in the the four one game. Um, I had a great day that day because um, I went, I immediately left for Falkirk against Partick Thistle at Fair Hill, and that was four one as well. So I saw ten goals <laughs> in about the space of about four hours. It's unbelievable. Um, but but I I think it, I, I'd been calling on this show for, for, for Paul to get back into the team for, for weeks and weeks. He's been a big fan, Paul. He's been a big fan. And, uh, and it, it was a good moment seeing him back of the team for, for what he brought and also to see Economy start. Mm-hmm. And he was up against Gary Teal. And Gary Teal um, ripped Mark Fitzpatrick to shreds in the in the second half of the, the last game, the, the draw on Dingwall. Um, and it was good to see Economy um, show show what he was capable of as well with respect to, to Fizzy as well because he was a he was a very good player, um, but but Teal had the better of him in that match, and to see Sproul score two goals and I don't think anyone really expected two goals on his debut. Um, I, I I I thought he would have had to find some time before he, he hit form, but he just hit the ground running. His the the goal where he hit the ball in the half volley after Vigers intercepted and it managed to knock the ball into him. It was astounding. Couldn't believe it. It was a great goal. Yeah, Derek um, did raise a few eyebrows in January, Paul, when he signed Ivan and Stefan and Andre Evangelos as well. The new boys coming in, adding something different to the side, and it, and it worked. Yeah, I mean, um, sort of the first time. Well, in my time, you know, there's a group of foreigners coming in, which uh, brought a different side to the dressing room. But they all settled in very quickly, um, and it's a great bunch of lads, so it's 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 easy to do that. And um, Biggie Code, his English isn't spot on, but <laughs> he, he is try he's trying very really hard, you know, which is is good to see. Um, and the performances on the pitch have been good, so that that obviously helps as well. I dare say some of the foreign lads probably have a better grasp of. I've English and some of the other the Ross yeah, County lads as well. Yeah. Um, well, let's move on now to, to some awards. And we've been asking Ross County fans on Twitter. Uh, thanks to everyone who got in touch. Uh, looking for your Player of the Year, Goal of the Year, Moment of the Year, and Young Player of the Year. We'll start with uh, Moment of the Year. I think I've just pretty much asked yeah, you guys uh, for your for your well, highlight. Uh, I mean, a lot of people going on on Twitter with uh, Stefan Wolfarth scoring against Celtic, which sounded like this. Ross County 3, Celtic 2 in the dying seconds of this game. It looks like it's Stefan Wolfarth managed to just head it over the last defender, Calvin Wilson, into the empty net. It's Fraser Forster was left off his goal line there. And the sub, the German saluting his fast goal. What a momentous goal it could be. Ross County 3, Celtic 2. Yep, Stefan Wolfarth scoring his first goal for the club. What a comeback as well. Uh, Grant Monroe and Sam Morrow obviously scoring before that. Then Stefan Wolfarth added the winner uh, we went on to see the Wolf score twice at Tynecastle a few weeks uh, uh, later but uh, he announced his arrival uh, in Scottish football uh, Scott and hopefully we'll, we'll see him uh, stick around yeah I mean there's obviously been a lot of paper talk about whether he'll be staying or not but if he can produce the goods that he did against Hearts and Selick I was I was actually in my sick bed <laughs> when uh, for the Selick game so I missed that one I was pretty gutted <laughs> um, especially given the circumstances behind the uh, the winning goal. I mean, it was a fantastic performance to come back from two down against. They were champions elected even at that stage, 
Um, you know, it was a fantastic goal from Grant Monroe to get back into it, and then Sam Oro just picked up, you know, just at the right time <laughs> uh, with the equaliser. And yeah, I mean, I got at least I got to watch the the highlights on the telly, and yeah, that was that was a fun, fantastic game uh, to watch. It's just a shame, yeah, I couldn't actually have been there. John, we saw Stefan score twice at Tynecastle uh, a couple of weeks later. That that goal just gave him the confidence. I think, if I'm not right, uh, not wrong in saying that was his first start for the club as well. It was his first yeah. start, yeah, because um, um, Sam was injured, and um, I, th- I, th- I think uh, Stefan had to to wait for his time to start and start for the team, and it wasn't very um, far into the game when he just pulled that out. Um, uh, if I remember Rocco Quinn intercepted the ball and he just pinged it to the to left hand side of the pitch as early as he could to get behind the uh, McGowan at right back and uh, Wolfart was had his bat to goal it looked as if he was going nowhere I, I thought he was just going to hold the ball up for, for the midfielders to, to come into the game and all of a sudden he turned around took two players on and before you knew it the, the ball's in the top corner Couldn't, uh, from such a tight angle as well it was it's a really um, really good strike. I don't know if he does that in a training ground. He's got a hammer of a <laughs> to be honest. Um, he's not, uh, how would you say, finesse, all his finishing, he just puts his foot right through it. And it was an unbelievable strike that day. I mean, being on the pitch, I, I couldn't believe it myself either. You know, when he, he's turned and you're looking right way for the midfield support, you know, and he's, he just lasered one in the top corner. It's, it's magnificent. Really. I think only he. Inside the ground, knew mm. where he wanted to put the ball. I mean, we were even caught out in commentary as well. What a great angle it was! Um, signed in the in the January window, uh, Paul. What's the the wolf like in in, in training and indeed around the club? He's good. Um, he speaks very good English, so he was another one. He, he fit in straight away. Um, he's also new Fozzie from his time um, over in Germany, which which helped him um, settle in and. Um, you know, big equal that maybe not liking the, the Scottish weather, so to speak, or the Dingwall weather even. <laughs> uh, but uh, the big man was was all right, and he's he's knuckled down here to to wait a while to to get his first start, as you're saying, and um, um he's he's taking his chance. Move on to young player of the year now. Um, a few contenders in there. Um, a young player of the the year for you, Scott. Um, if you if you're looking at the first team, um. You're looking at you know Alex Cooper and Stephen Ross obviously breaking into the team. They've kind of been in and out, so it's not. You can't if you're talking about the, a player of the young player of the season. It'd be hard to kind of judge it on the SPL. They've obviously got the SPL under twenties. Is it under twenties or twenty one league? Under twenties, yeah. yeah. Which um, I've not had that much uh, knowledge of. I haven't uh, been able to get to the games and that. Uh, but I mean. I think before Alex Cooper, I think started against Kilmarnock quite early on in the season and showed glimpses of what he's capable of, but I think got injured, and it's kind of been in and out of the team, you know, sporadically. Um, but I mean, Stephen Ross when he came on against Aberdeen, I mean, the level of composure he showed uh, for the finish uh, for the second goal, um, you know, showed you know maturity <laughs> beyond his years. Um, you know, he looked like the sort of guy who could score regularly at the top level um, I mean with all the talk of you know players leaving and who they're going to be bringing in um, I wouldn't be surprised I wouldn't be surprised to see Stephen Ross get into the team more possibly next season 
you know, if he if he goes away for his holidays and uh, comes back for pre-season, um, you know, determined, then I don't see why he wouldn't be able to challenge for a place in the starting eleven. Yeah, I mean, under twenties purely they're, they're, they'll be judged on, but uh, those who have made a breakthrough, and I think Alec Cooper and Stephen Ross are the two outstanding uh, candidates. Uh, we've spoke about them as well there, John. Uh, Alec Cooper has probably been a bit more involved than, than Stephen Ross, but both have shown that they're, they're very capable of of playing at this level. Yeah. Uh, Alex Cooper is deputised for Sproul on the right wing when he's been out injured as well and um, he's skinned a few good players already I mean, he he came up against Dan, Danny Wilson when, when Hearts were in Hearts were in Dingwall and um, I, I thought he played really well against him I'd say I'd say if you had to pick a, a, a young player this season though I'd go for for Ross for, for that goal against Aberdeen super strike Alec Cooper you have to feel sorry for him as well because he did start the season and then his dad turned up as well <laughs> to make matters worse and you arrived uh, in October uh, Stephen Ross as well and there the young player has gone to Stephen Ross uh, from the supporters um, and Paul you, you've, you, know, you work with these guys on a daily basis as well uh, big futures ahead of them? Yeah definitely I mean obviously Alex has, has come back up the road from being down at Liverpool but um, his attitude's spot on he's, he's uh, in working on his game a lot and um, that game against Kilmarnock that you mentioned he played very well that day and unfortunately picked up an injury and that, that kept him out for a while, which which isn't great when you're young. I think he got sponsors man of the match yeah, that day. Yeah, I think so. Um, so you want, as a young player, you know, you want a, a, a little run in the team uh, to find your feet and uh, unfortunately for him it didn't happen. Um, but he's, he's come on in games and, and done well. And, and Stevie as well, you know, um, his goal against Aberdeen, as you say as well, great finish. Um, sometimes you're wondering strikers when they've got a lot of time to think about it and he's he's bearing down on goal one among the keeper and he he's just slotted it which is which is great for him and it's great confidence booster for him. What did we call him in commentary a few weeks ago? The Balantor Balotelli. Balotelli. <laughs> That's it. Stephen Ross is now known as the Balantor Balotelli. Uh, let's move on to one of the hardest awards goal of the year. Because we could sit here for half an hour and talk about goals that Ross County have scored this season. And I remember when Ian Viger scored Against Celtic a few weeks ago, uh, Ross County TFC uh, tweeted hashtag We don't do tappings, and they're, they're true no. because you know every goal that Ross County seemed to score. Paul certainly uh, doesn't. Yeah, it's, it's a <laughs> wonder strike. Yeah. Um, the manager did say the other week we've with the team scored the most goals from outside the box mm-hmm. in the in the league. So um, maybe you're right. We do need to score a bit more <laughs> inside the box. But um, I mean. Everyone enjoys a scream. Exactly, yeah. It's been a great season for, for long range goals. Yeah. Scott, yeah. can you pick one out? Uh, I'm, you know, I don't want to go through them all because I'm sure I'll probably be going to pick one that John would go for. Uh, the, the one I would go for is, again, is what well, was a scream. It was Richard Britton's goal against Selk back in August. I mm. think just. I mean I was going to give you an honourable yeah. mention you know that I've obviously mentioned it's been mentioned your goal against Cali and the goal against Dundee but I think just the fact that it was the first our first goal of the season live on television against Celtic you know you couldn't have announced your arrival with the big boys better you know it was a sweet hit strike and I mean, I turned round. I think I was busy hugging my mate. Uh, and turned round, I could see Stephen Craigan in the commentary box. Just uh, looked as though he was about to fall over the superlatives. I think he was screaming into his microphone. Uh, you should say something was, for Stephen Craigan. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, he was. Uh, it was it was some goal. I think that's, that that announced our arrival, and for me, that's always going to be a special goal for me. 
John, has he stolen your answer? No, he hasn't. <laughs> I, I, I'm between a one or two, but but I, I've got to go for for Paul's in the circumstances uh, against Inverness um, because I, I think County were, were were struggling at that moment in time in the game, and I I, I didn't see where a goal was going to come from there and. Um, I think he said on Twitter that he closed his eyes and just hit it, but but I think there was just a bit more technique involved than than, than that. Um, the it it sometimes it takes a, a, a special goal to beat Essen in goals and, and the defence in front of him, and um, there's no way the keeper was ever going to get near that shot. The, the way it bends, it looked as if it was going in one corner and then it swerved the other way. Uh, I, I'm sure he'll look back on that with fondness. Um, in years to come Paul a, a favourite goal of the season um, for you uh, I think Richie's has to be up there as, as uh-huh. you say it, it was the first one um, we made 2-0-0 nil draws before that I think and everyone was wondering where the, where's the goal going to come from and it, it took something special um, so obviously that one stands out but there's as you said there's been a number Fags have scored a couple of crackers against Cali as well um, Quinn's against Motherwell was yeah, standing. You, you, you grab my nose you know, against Celtic. Yeah, you know, you could go on all there day. There is a number. It's it's very hard to to pick out one. Well, the supporters on Twitter have gone for this one. He's taken it short actually to back to Paul Lawson. Paul Lawson strikes it. Oh. Wonderful strike from Paul Lawson. What a goal! And Ross County are back in the Highland Derby, picking out Ryan S. Paul Lawson with a wonder strike. Now I must stress that was before we knew Paul Lawson was coming on. Um, so we've got a we've got a prize for you, Paul. You've you've picked up your very own trophy. It's a an MFR an MFR mug. Congratulations on winning goal of the season for a fantastic strike against Cali Thistle. We've, we've talked about it already on the show. As you it's said, nice it, it to, was. Uh, hear the commentary because obviously you don't get that when you're yeah. playing. So it's nice to hear. That. And we just clipped it after Russell Duncan said that he could have scored one better. No, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Russell Duncan was on cold commentary duty that day it was just a great goal and I think it, we just spoke about it then it, it caught everyone out um, I think it caught Ryan Essen out it caught Callie Thistle out it caught us out as well because if I remember rightly Ian Vigers we were thinking he's going to shoot him it was and an indirect kind of free kick off. Yeah. I was thinking he was going to shoot Yeah. and usually when you're lining up there'll be somebody on the edge of the box to keep an eye on me and before he ran up I sort of gave him a wee wink roll it to me but I didn't think he would do it because Vags likes to shoot as well you know and then he, he rolled it to me and I closed my eyes and it was in the top well, corner I remember Ian Vigers scoring a goal like that against Stenhouse Muir from that kind of angle uh, last season in the Scottish Cup I think you played in that game did you was it 7-0 yeah uh, and and he, he I think that was my favourite goal from last season um, and but but I had a hunch that the ball was going to get rolled to, to Paul because there was no one within about ten yards of him. Mm-hmm. Just just uh, it was the same with with Fagers scoring um, against Celtic, and no one no one picked picked up the players at the edge of the box, which is criminal considering the quality in the midfield. So another award which uh, we'll debate for quite a while. Uh, I'd imagine a player of the. Uh, it's very difficult again. You could, you could I mean, go the, through the, one to eleven there. Well, exactly. Yeah. I mean, you, you look at the defence and you look at Grant Monroe. Um, he's just carried on from last season. You know, you look at the defensively this season. I mean, last season we had fourteen clean sheets in all competitions. This year we've had fourteen in the SPL. So you know, we're obviously doing something right defensively. We haven't we haven't seen that many goals. Um, uh, you know, pushing onto midfield. 
you know, it's it's a shame for a couple of the guys each week because you know the guys that start are doing so well. It is a struggle to get into that midfield, um, barring suspensions or injuries. You know that's how you know how it's been, um, and for me, because I, I, I like a, you know a bit of skill. You know, players taking on you know defenders. Um, for me, Vigers over the course of the season, uh, for me, he's been my favourite favourite player. Um, I know he's got his critics, and some people think of. Oh, you know, he gives the impression that he, you know, he can't be bothered. He just gives the ball away and that. But when you look at what he does, I mean, the amount of goals he set up, and you look at the goals he scored, um, you know, I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, there were teams coming in for him over the summer. I mean, you hear, I think he, he I think he did joke that Spurs were after him in January, but I think that was just his brother trying to wind him up. Um, so yeah, it wouldn't surprise me um, if he ended up, you know, when you say a higher level, you know. Ding, you know, Dingwall's a wee town. It's Ross County's not the biggest team in the world, are we? But um, you never know what's you know who's going to come after them. Um, but the one thing I would say is the, um, the only thing is this constant moaning <laughs> of referees, yeah. which I think is. <laughs> although I was uh, I was interested because I think I've mentioned to John. I'm not can't remember if I've mentioned on the podcast before that we haven't had a red card this season, and I'm sure I said that before the last Cali game. I think we've had the joint I, most yellows though. But we've had <laughs> the. I think the second highest amount of yellow cards, and I think Ian's probably responsible for half of them for moaning at referees. So, yeah. Do you want a, a player of the season for you? It's hard to pick. Mm-hmm. It would have been hard to pick last week when we didn't have a player on the show as well. <laughs> um, I think I think I think if if Paul kept up his performance over the whole season, if he got opportunity to. Uh, probably would have gone for him or Andre if he did it over 30, 36 games as well just so you know John has a man crush on Andre you know, <laughs> um, just in case you're wondering what's going on there I think it's that accent <laughs> <laughs> but I mean I don't think it's any coincidence that when Paul got back in the team that's when we kind of went on all our right, lines, all right, so. you, all right, you're making him blush now <laughs> so they did a half half the year player this player of the half season yeah I'm going to go against the green. I'm going to go for Rocco Quinn just because because of the improvement in his performance. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying he was a bad player last year. Um, he was probably the, the 12th man in the squad at yeah. the, the any time. He, he he was unfortunately just had to bide his time and, and wait for an injury or suspension to come in so he could slot somewhere in the midfield four. And he always did it with aplomb, whether it was in the left or right or the centre. Um, but but this season, again, he's he's been, all, he's been across the midfield. But... But he's he's been absolutely superb, and he and he's added a, a few goals to his game, and and real endurance as well. The 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 I I don't know the ferocity of his pressings really it's, it's come on. That that's improved, I think, from last season. Perhaps someone for unsung hero of the yeah. season. Yeah. Uh, Paul, um, again, it's a, it's a really kind of difficult uh, thing to get to the bottom of, but uh, a player of the season for you. Uh, well, I gave John there. Um Rock we done our the uh, player of the players player of the year vote mm-hmm. the other week there and uh, Rock was my pick. Um as you say it's it's an unsung one. Um a bit like I sort of see that myself. Um maybe a lot of people don't appreciate what you do. Um they'll just see the goal scorer or whatever and, and Rocco's done a job consistently throughout the whole season. Um and done it very well and um I think a lot of the boys would agree with that as well. Well, the supporters on Twitter have gone for Ian Vigers, and it's an award that, uh, yeah, we could we could really um, have 
11 uh, candidates for, for player of the season because you know, there's been a, a real kind of tremendous lot of, of hard work done at the club uh, Ian Figers uh, just quickly on him Paul he's, he's got great talent um, the supporters would love him uh, love to see him stay but to someone who I think has got a really bright future in front of him yeah definitely I mean um, a, a boy with talent like that you know he is going to attract his uh, admirers and, and that's what's happening um, whether he stays or not um, We'll just have to wait and see. Um, but it's the same as everything, you know, the manager's getting linked with clubs early in the season because you're doing well. And when players are doing well, they'll get linked with clubs and that's that's the nature of the game. He also loves a goal against Cali Thistle. <laughs> <laughs> An anytime goal scorer on Sunday, maybe. A live commentary on MFR2, Super Scoreboard Live, 11.07am, digital radio and online at mfr.co.uk. Our coverage gets underway from 12. In the commentary box are Ross Jack, Mike Noble and former county legend Gordon Connolly. Before we go, uh, John, you've got some presents for us. Yeah, and before we get on to that, I'll just make a quick plug as well. There's a there's a chap called uh, Roddy Gray who's organised the, 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 the Morag McCangus Memorial Trophy and this is the second year running. Um, last year it was down at Torrey Glen in Glasgow. Um, th- this year it's going to be... Uh, well, the, the, the format is it's, it's County Supporters against Cali Supporters and um, last year Ross County won 5-4 in penalties. Get in. And uh, th- this year it's on... The it's on the first of June at the Jubilee pitch behind behind the 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 way end at the the, the Global Energy Stadium I should say, um, uh, and it's at the Jubilee at three p.m. on the race pitch and it's a donation entry of the the recommended donations three pounds. Um, it's it's uh, for a, a lady Morag McAngus who who died uh, uh, recently I think and um, she had a progressive supranuclear palsy. I think, and um, it's the Progressive Supranuclear Palsy Association who who will be uh, benefiting from the proceeds. So I think it's a, it's a worthy cause and to go along and and, and cheer on the the supporters and get one over the other side. Um, I, I think I'll certainly be going. I'll I'll take a camera with me too. Excellent stuff. Yeah, good stuff. I hope everyone gets. A, I hope everyone gets a good turn out there. And indeed, it's a good game. I'm not. I'm sitting, I'm sitting on the fence on that one. Um, on to other matters. Uh, John, you've brought some presents yeah, to, you to end the, the season in style. Donuts and cakes all round, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Just in case you're listening, Derek, Paul uh, isn't partaking in this. I've only got three. I've only yeah, got three. Got three, so we'll have a wee quick so lunch afterwards. Birthday, <laughs> oh yeah, happy birthday for that too. Uh, of course, uh, that stems back to an away day experience we had a few weeks ago at Tynecastle. You teased me, you said you were going to take me to Krispy Kreme and you didn't. So next season there's always next season yeah. Yeah. there's always next season to look forward to that's it from us here my thanks to Scott John and Paul for joining us on the Ross County Fan Zone we'll be back next week we'll be back next season <laughs>